Uh, welcome to the next episode of the Red Mic, and today we have, I'll tell you who it is, the, the elusive Melissa Platt. <laughs> the elusive? <laughs> she made our meeting today, and she's here on the podcast, and I'm like, man, that is yeah. commitment. That is commitment, Melissa. Yes. And it is her birthday. <laughs> oh, that's true. Working your birthday. So that's yeah. what you got to go do. You got to do some birthday stuff. You're probably booked all day with mimosas. Oh, gosh, I wish. <laughs> Sure, well, one uh, Megan, my wife, she decided to jump in on this one. I actually did not want her to be on this podcast <laughs> today. Security guard. But yeah. she said she had to protect Melissa from the hard-hitting questions that I normally do. Yeah. And then I had Trey Stewart. So Trey Stewart's the uh, yin to my yang. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, Melissa, welcome. We're happy to have you at thank the you. agency, and we're happy to have you here on the podcast today. Happy to be here. Yeah. And... Um, we're in a, we're just, one of the main topics that we just had was a terminal, or what, are, uh, should I say ter terminal? Terminal. Take a it from here, Volatile <laughs> real estate market. Yeah. It's a volatile real estate market where we are now. Well, so, and Melissa, you <clears throat> spend time in Dallas and LA. Where do you feel like right now it's worse? <laughs> That's a good question. Are we so talking about like market? Yes. Well, conditions. You will start with market conditions. We also okay. like dating life too. Let us know on that. Oh gosh. <laughs> Well, yeah, we can get into that too. Um, so where is it worse? I find that properties are sitting for longer in LA mm -hmm. if you're looking at it from, you know, that aspect. But in Dallas, I mean, everyone's just moving here. So I don't think it's worse. I think it's better. Yeah. I think it's better than LA too. And I'll tell you that Mauricio, when I had him on the podcast, mm -hmm. he actually did say the same thing. He mm -hmm. said the ultra luxury in California is like, if it doesn't sell quick, it's going to sit until it expires. Because there's just, there's $40 million houses on the market and there's a finite effect. And they all look the same. <clears throat> yeah. It's true. Mm. Also, yeah. too, at the the hair salon that I was telling you, they saw your podcast. They said also the rich man tax in California. Oh, no, it's the, uh, it's what the uh, mansion tax. Mansion tax. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it. Melissa, can you explain that? Yeah. What the mansion tax? <laughs> I, I will tell you what it is because Mauricio broke it down for me on the podcast. He said, basically, there's a percentage of every house over... And I want to say it was $5 million, something yeah. like that. Anything over $5 million, it's like an extra 10% they pay. So think about paying 10% on the pr house that you bought plus your regular taxes. And that's which, like a sales tax. That's, that's, that's an additional tax that goes towards the state of California plus normal property taxes plus closing costs. So then Mauricio said it was a big problem. Yeah, that's and what James saying. actually. James Yes. Uh James said the same thing. He said like it's actually absolutely affected his business. Yeah, and before the deadline for when that would start, everyone was trying to buy and sell. Which would be a, that'd be good. That'd be a reason. Well, California sounds like a dream. So it is. It when is did you however there's yeah. there's pros yeah. and cons, of, of course. Of course, just like anywhere. So you grew up in Dallas, is that right? Yes. So Plano. when did you move to LA? I moved to LA in twenty thirteen. Oh, and what brought you to LA? My brother went to USC and I went to University of Arizona. So a lot of my friends moved to LA and I just wanted to take a risk because I knew that Dallas was my future. Yeah. So I wanted to see what LA was all about. And I thought I'd be there for one year and I was there for seven. And what did you initially go to LA for? Was it for real estate or were you it pursuing was to another take career? A risk. It was just to live somewhere else other than Arizona and Dallas and, um, so when I went there, I actually, my parents said, you have to have a job or you can't move there. And so I was an intern for fashion PR company. Oh. And it was horrible. Yeah. How, how did you make what it What was your major? Uh, family studies and human development. So 
no matter what career you're in, it's yeah. just how you interact with people. Yeah. And yeah, fashion bureau is just not my thing. I mean, fashion's tough. Yeah. The people in that industry, like I give it to them. It's it's a tough business. It's all not all the glitz and the glam, which is like real estate too, right? No, it's 100% right. Uh, the real estate aspect of it is nowhere near how they make it look online and you've you're exactly. you're a prime example of this because you yeah. were on the um buying uh, beverly hills season one and then we also i was going to ask you just one question about it because i know you yeah. probably don't want to spoil anything right no i can't spoil, but i'll give you what you want exactly. well the one thing i did want to want to know is are you the villain this season oh that's a good question no comment mm. oh mm. Given the race, and yeah, it was it was it. it was a C in reality. But see, I don't <laughs> feel like you were the villain. It's kind of like in the Devil Wears Prada. Like, oh, she was a villain. Miranda Priestley's not the villain. Emily's the villain. I feel like you were you were really kind of doing. You were being honest. Yeah, yeah, you were. Like you you weren't. I've met some reality TV villains, and they're assholes. You are definitely not an asshole. They're assholes on and off camera. You are. I think you were being honest and giving like good criticism. Exactly, and that's what a good friend does. I talk about it in the show, but on the first season. But the thing is, is when I'm sitting next to my best friend and her sister, who I'm also close with, I can't go over her best, my best friend, and say, "Hey, you should do X, Y, and Z better." Like, yeah. Farrah, look at me and be like, who are you to say that to my sister? I just shouldn't have said it to Sonica, which I did in the background, and then it just turned into a whole Does thing. Sonica still really work there? Over. What? Does Sonica still work there? She does, but I, I don't see her a lot. Okay. Yes. I thought you may have had her fired. <laughs> well, you'll find out. <clears throat> She's not going to watch this podcast, I bet. Right, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> so I know David and Megan have told me that you have like one of the OG agency emails. Yep. So, oh, yeah, I guess what it yeah. is. It's just Melissa at Melissa the agency. Yeah. So when did you join the agency and how did yeah. that all connect? So I was going to ask that question, Trey. That was on my question board, Trey. Wow. Wake up. Wake up. So uh, I, when I was done with fashion PR, um, I got my real estate license in California. Mm-hmm. And I actually became an assistant for a team at Hilton and Highland. Do you oh. know who's wearing Hilton's company, that was, which is Mauricio's brother? That was, that was pre-agency, yeah. Yes. And then... I had a friend over at the agency that I went to college with, and he was like, hey, you should come to our open house. It was $34 million open house on Oriole, and they just pulled out the most crazy open house I've ever been to, the cars, the DJ, the food, and I'm used to going to open houses that are like, here's a cupcake, you know, like just totally like I want to take a nap when I go there. But this open house, I was like, wow. And I was like, I have to work for this company. So he got me a handful of interviews, and I went over there six months later. That's awesome. And you were working for RJ. So that was the name? Uh, switch that around, JR. JR. Yes, John yeah. Ruiz. After working with JR, and we're still great friends, I went to go work for Alejandro Aldrete, where I really, I was challenged every day. I really learned the market. We got to deal with some incredible clients. We broke the record in Beverly Hills Flats for $22 million. Now that's gone way up from there. But, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, he's a superstar, and I give him a lot of credit to where I am today. He's awesome. Yeah, and he still says he's uh, selling a lot uh, out there, and so does Billy Rose, and so does Mauricio. Yeah. I mean, this is probably one of the only companies that's like a real estate, true brokerage, luxury brokerage, that the owners, including myself, and including um, every managing partner that I know of, actually sell real estate and are not just sitting there behind a desk saying, here's all the things that I'm going to dangle for you guys, and then y'all go to work. For sure, for sure. And I think <laughs> it's like walking the walk and talking the talk, and I think people respect that in the real estate business when they're coming and working for a company like this. 
Exactly. And yeah, the TV stuff is so cool. You know, Million Dollar Listing, Housewives, the show we have on Netflix. However, Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. But this company is so badass with the producers that we have and the numbers that clearly you can look it up. I mean, we kill it. Like, I, I want people to know of the agency as like a really great company with really awesome real estate agents that work really hard and you know, satisfy their clients. Per capita, it's the highest sales volume per agent in the industry. Yeah. Okay, so kind of on that same subject, this is okay. maybe a little more controversial. So then you look at some of these other real estate shows yes. and you see some of the cast members that produce maybe one house a year. Okay. Does that like piss you off <laughs> as someone that's like actually hustling and grinding and trying to show the real side? Because when I watched Buying Beverly Hills, to me, that felt like more of an accurate glimpse yes. into real estate versus like I'm seeing someone gland up and head to toe Chanel every day, going to lunch, sitting on someone else's couch, having an argument. Do you kind of does it kind of annoy you that you're like, well, we are actually selling houses and we That's are an awesome question. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's frustrating because I get calls and they're like, I want to get into real estate. It looks so easy and fun. And I'm like. It's not because you know on these other well same with our show too but it'll say sales price twelve and a half million commission you know and it's like what people don't understand is you have a split with your brokerage mm -hmm. you might have a team where you have another split and also it's usually half of that and it's not all easy and I think with our show it's real in the sense that I mean I had I represent a lot of buyers and the first season on the show like. I didn't close one deal and that's real life, yeah. you know? And because with our producers, we can't make anything up. I can't bring someone and be like, oh my God, we sold it to you, done, here's my commission check. Like, no, I didn't get the listing or I yeah. didn't sell to my buyer. Um, and I think that's nice shows, though. That's nice to have the reality. It is, because like, it, it's the truth, and you. Sh I think our show shows a lot of the frustrations with that as well. There was some, there was some stuff going on about, uh, we can say selling sunset. I don't care. I mean, it's about the show selling sunset, but they were saying like behind the scenes, some of the girls that were on the show weren't even licensed real estate agents. That's what I heard too. And I can't watch selling sunset because it kind of messes with my head for my day to day when I'm filming behind right. the really hills, but those girls are killing it and they look good doing it. They're doing a great job. That show is an incredible franchise. Yep. The Oppenheim brothers have been nothing but kind to us and supportive, and they're like, welcome to the family when our show came out. So I I Good. love I love them, and it's actually funny. Selling OC, I've known Alex Hall, who's a badass, a beautiful girl, since I was 18. Oh, really? San Carlos together, like, when we were in college. And, you know, you got to give that franchise credit. Even though Buying Beverly Hills is totally different, you know, people are obsessed with that show. I just hope they become obsessed with ours too because yeah. they're different. Well, they're Mauricio different. was like super excited about season two. He was like, it's going to be 200% better. Burn out of the water. Yeah. Because I think y'all probably got your, uh, what do they call it? Your sea legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, yeah. The first episode, the first season, and then the second season, y'all kind of know what to expect now. And uh -huh. you, you, you said you were out there like shooting second uh, shots for some of the stuff because y'all, y'all want the pickups so, because y'all want this to be like a killer. Season. Exactly. And up yeah. to date. So yeah. I think that's really important. But I, I have to give it to our uh, producers and showrunner and creative 
writers, not writers, Scott's not writers. This is a unscripted show. Yeah, um, you're writers. The creativity huh? that they've she just she just spilled the beans. No, no, no. <laughs> the creativity that they've brought to life, you'll really see it this season. Yeah, the producers like are really cool too. Like we hung out with them. We go drinks, get drinks with them. It's not. I think some people think producers and the cast they don't really mingle, and I'm obsessed with them. I think that I think that like uh, Trey and I when we do this podcast we're always talking with Josh and stuff. Jay, I said Trey. Yeah, no Trey. I we're mean, still getting to know each other. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like when Real Housewives of Beverly Hills came out, it really changed the game for the other housewives from the sense of like everyone needed to step up their fashion game. And Selling Sunsets that said those girls bring the looks and season after season, their bodies. it yeah. elevates. Do you feel like now coming onto a realistic reality show, you have to like pull out a look for every 100%. scene? Is that like not so stressful? Oh, it is. Glam. Yeah. You know, that's hair and makeup, outfit. Yeah. Yep. And also, too, the first season, like, I wear sneakers all the time. Like, that's my thing. However, like, you know, seeing it in real life, it looks cool, but I'm like, I want to feel, like, more elevated, more professional. Like, I got to throw my pair of heels on, even if they're so uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, you notice things, too, and change it up a bit. Um, but, but yeah, it's like, but you also don't want to go into debt just to, like, yeah. You know, feel like you have to buy something to look right. good on TV. I remember when, I can imagine that, yeah. yeah. I remember when Real Houses of Dallas was filming, it was like all good like to start, but like month three, the girls like ran out of things to buy at the mall. It's like there's oh, only it's so, so and they start and it's like someone's like, no, so and so wore that yesterday, you can't wear that. And it's like, oh shit. Like yeah. what about now what do I do? Exactly. And then also you find out, let's say you wore a killer outfit to one of the scenes and then they don't air. Yeah. That scene you're like, and you're like damn gotta rewear it wearing that so now when i get dressed i'm like hey do you think this scene's gonna make it like you know our producers and they're like just come just stop asking questions <laughs> just get here you're already 20 minutes late okay. if you make a scene it'll be a scene exactly that's you all follow the uh housewives on instagram like the I all of it. I like but what about the so house straight. what about like the bravo housewife actual instagram like not the girls themselves with the bravo one poppy of pop yeah. i think that's the name He's awesome. Y'all should help. I'm actually the, surprised at how much Damon follows Real yeah. Housewives. I'm actually very impressed. Yeah. Let, me, let me let me tell he you follows, why. Because he's a, he, from day one. I'll tell you why. Because literally, you say day one. I've, I've been suckered into it since day one because she would not let me watch anything else on the TV at night. And one thing I like to do at night before going to bed is like watch something mindless so I can go to sleep. And she'd constantly have the Housewives on. So, of course, I'm like why do they act like this? I mean, I just don't get it. The next day, they're just going to lunch and apologizing and restarting it and doing all that. But the whole point of this is Dorinda, and you were just talking about this, how you have to glam yourself up. So they had a before and after of Dorinda. The before was her getting off of a plane, headphones in her ear, no makeup on. The after was her done to the nines, not even looking like the same person. You wouldn't even pick those two out and say they are related. That's how different it was. Uh, Josh, I'm going to need you to put that on this podcast. And, could... <laughs> That's... and scene. Yeah, well, um, whenever the Instagram thing, because Housewives has been out forever, and I'm ride or die big time fan. I watched all your stuff. with You were in all of them. I never for Dallas. Yeah, David, David was like, Trey was there. I was like, yes, duh. Um, but it was hilarious because, one, I know that when he Instagram all started, I like went, randomly one day went to see who all Damon was following, and it was all the housewife people. And I was like, that is so funny. That's, it's mindless that's entertainment. What can um, I say? But he's like so invested at that point. But then here's the most hilarious, and he's going to get really uh, 
pissed that I let y'all in, but I'm going to spell the secrets. Spell. Um, he also downloaded I do about this. and I got his I, his playlist on his iTunes this and he had not the songs this. from Wait, uh, which ones? Um, the just one. There's just one. It was, uh, it was, it was Erica Jane? No, no, this that was this a long time ago. A while uh, ago. It starts with a G. Oh, Gretchen. Gretchen. Yeah. Gretchen, oh. and she had her on his playlist. She released a song on one episode. That is good. Interesting. No, it was, was like, it, she literally produced a real song. And I thought, I'm like thinking, this is actually not bad. Yeah. So I went to the I went to the uh, app store uh, for iTunes, and it was there. So I downloaded and listened to it. It's not like it was on my, you can probably see the plays. It's two. It's not like, I, yeah. it's not like I've had hundreds. Every time I got this car and played, and I was like, this is weird. Just kidding. Um, he was like, it's a good song. And like, yeah, some of the songs are really catchy. Yeah. Erica Jane's, I love Erica Jane's song. is amazing. They're a bomb. She's yeah. so good. She is Vegas. so got... talented at all day, every day. Yeah. Oh, you Just could go for 48 hours. Because I can't sleep. Um, yeah, yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. In and out. And then it's amazing. Which, yeah. speaking of, we have Forum coming up. Yeah, we do. Yes. Um, forum Are you is... going to have a full glam team there? Yes. Oh, I'm actually bringing my glam from here. Really? You are, are you really? Yes. Wait, who's your glam person here? Alan, Jin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's great. Okay. He does my hair right. and makeup, so it's perfect. I'll look flawless. Wow. I love it. Nice. But I think um, every time I see you guys on the show, and uh, this time you showed a lot of behind the scenes which we were able to yeah so you got we've been able to see a lot of sneak peeks of what's coming yes and y'all look amazing thank you the outfits are amazing the locations are amazing Mm -hmm. yeah um all the aspen footage miami oh yeah because we show a little bit of both you know miami the party life like penthouses the beach and then aspen the mountains yeah you know was daniel on that show who daniel from Miami Managing Partner. Oh yes, yes he yes he uh, he showed us around. Nice. How is social media for you with the show since it all comes out at once? Do you yes. feel like you don't get a lot of the heat like these other reality shows? People will be mad at you for a week and they oh, will just like just pound it. Do you feel like it's a little bit easier because it all comes out at once, or do you still kind of get it? Um, I didn't get it as much as I thought I would get it too. But I also heard because it's the first season, sometimes people don't invest their trollness or whatever yeah. or even the nice trollness. compliments because they don't know if you'll be back, right? Mm-hmm. Or even invest in following you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I got some mean things here and there, but I they also were like, I'm on episode three and you are the worst, you know? Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> like watch the episode four. deleted, like, two days later. It's totally, <laughs> the series. So, but, You're the yeah, worst. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good question. But, yeah, I think that people where their shows come out weekly, mm-hmm. they get a lot more heat. Because ours, you can probably finish it a day. I, yeah. have a question. I do have a question before I forget because I was thinking about this earlier. Um, so when we launched you on the agency, I had a guy reach out to me and say, Melissa Platt, can you hook it up? Oh. And I was like, you know what? Hmm. Probably not. Can you send me his info and not let me do a deep dive? He's a client of mine that I've known for years and he's like a single dad with two girls. He's tall. He's nice. But trust me when I say he's the super nice guy, like nicest guy in the world. You never told me about this. I know because I'm like, you know. matchmaking people. Do you? Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. That's why yeah, we're going like to get into dating three, life, too, right? Okay. Seven, six threes of me, Seven seven figures, tall, abs. I just what? figured it wouldn't work. I'm you just kidding. Lie. Pull up a picture. You lie. Let's see him. Yeah. 
Hi, David. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how is now kind of adding in everything you've got going on? Yeah. Everything you've got going on between traveling between LA and Dallas, filming a show, selling real estate, how is dating? Is it, do you feel like, she was making it. Why do you think I called her Mrs. Elusive? Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like making yourself more available to the public and more of a public figure kind of makes it a harder uh-huh. part to that? Or is it? I would say the worst thing about it, can, you know, when it comes to dating is people, let's say there's guys in Dallas, they think I'm in L.A. Guys that, you know, are in L.A. think I'm in Dallas. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. Wherever I am people don't think i am so that hurts too i would say the thing that hurts me the most um in this world that i'm living in work tv show just life is that my instagram shows i'm you know filming a show and i'm traveling i'm doing all this and that when i'm really at home with my dog watching tv (laughs) like that's yeah really my full homeless big sweatpants maybe a little crop top to look somewhat cute but (laughs) I think that's the other. In case somebody knocks on the door. Yeah. And I think guys are really, and this is what I've been told too by some guys, they're very intimidated by me, but I'm like, you don't know me. Mm-hmm. You've been I think that's 100% right. I mean, I think a yeah. lot of people would not reach out to you directly just because they'd feel like they're like DMing somebody that's going to just blow them off. But they don't know how really lonely you are. Uh, Exactly. What is your your list? (laughs) Requirements. So I actually um, just started reading this book that, you know, tells you like manifest. Yeah. Oh, I believe that too. I believe in that. And um, I just really want someone that loves me for me that, you know, can rage or can sit on the sofa all day long and. Someone that's motivated to be very successful. It doesn't have to be successful. Just the motivation I need to be there. Um, But, you know. Well, I'll start forwarding those DMs to you. the right person. When somebody reaches out to me, I'll just forward it to you and say good luck. Thank you. (laughs) But, you know, and really in today's day and age, it is hard because it's all about the dating apps. And I don't come across myself in the dating apps. The the messaging back and forth, I overanalyze it. I forget to respond. And you're just like, my personality doesn't come off. And I'm sarcastic, like, full of energy. And some people just don't get it. Yeah. And I think in person, I'm way better. And I'd rather just meet someone, like, at a subway, you know? Yeah, more organic. Oh, subway subway. Places. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I met Damon at a gas station, so yeah. it worked. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wait, how did that happen? me ever since. Uh, so yeah. Having gas in my car. I just turned 16, just had a, my first car, and um, put gas in it. And he trolled up. First of all, it was it was her her friend and me and my friend, and we were going cross paths. She was going to Garland, I was going to Plano, parties, filling up gas. And I literally look over at her and her friend and said, "Where y'all going?" And she was like, "He said, can I get your beeper number?'" I can't. I did because she's like, "We're going to a party," and I was like, "Can I beep y'all later?" Yeah. Can I beep y'all later? (laughs) So I didn't give it to him. I offended, and then he beeped or something later, and he's like, "I didn't want your number. I can want your friends, but me." Yeah, no, I want oh, you're yours. trying to be cool. Yes, I know, but you, I didn't give it to you. No, I think, oh, uh, yeah, your friend Stephanie gave her beeper number, and I said I yeah. wanted Megan's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's how you say it with your friend. No. Yeah, I was like, you know what, your friend, and she said, no, okay, well, you're cool, too. Yeah, he's like, you'll do. <laughs> that's okay. I feel like that wouldn't happen now. I feel like you'd get pepper sprayed if you asked some other number to the gas station. Oh, my God. Uh, like, I didn't even, you see I didn't even go to his this? car. So I crazy stayed right at my car, and I was like, not happening, and then he kept reaching out, and I was like, I think I told him at one time, you don't go to the same school as me. I don't know anything about you, so no thank you. But he just kept 
reaching out. I well, was like, really good, I was like, good follow up. Yeah, team. I was good follow up. Yeah, but you say how like <laughs> someone comes out to you and you pepper spray. So, yeah. what do y'all feel honestly about door knocking? Oh hell no! I like door knocking to the extent of you have to be like in a very prepared situation. Like if you got out of your car and said, "I'm going to knock this entire street," and you have nothing in your hands and you're just a random person at a door, you're going to have a terrible situation happen to you. Well, I'm not I terrible, myself, like violently. No, most most people friendly. wait. No. However, do you yeah. know? Do you want to know what's successful is when you have like little bags in your hand, or Allie does this thing where she pushes her dog in a little stroller. See, that's smart. Yeah, and that is, then yeah. she looks, and of course she's female yeah. too, but she also looks extremely, you know, un- 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 and and then yeah. she says like people will actually open the door and she can talk to them. Um, but, you know, for like me or somebody else in the office that's, you know, tall and not a small person and you're knocking on the door like, <laughs> I'd yeah. like to sell your house today. Um, I think it's more about like, you know, they, they get the roofers that do that kind of stuff, they get the pest people that do that kind of stuff. The so now everybody's sellers, the magazines, the people are now conditioned to not open their door unless it's Amazon. Yeah. See, I think about like I would if someone knocks my door, I'm never answering. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ne- if it's unless you're a Girl easy. Scout, I don't. You better have thin mints, or I, I'm not opening <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I even trained our daughter. She cannot go to the door anymore because she started at the door. She would door. run because thinking it's one of the next door neighbor's friends, and yeah. there. And I'm like, absolutely not, never, because our doors see through. So I'm like, oh, never go to the door, no right. matter what. No. Um, she always like, does yeah, it's not here. We don't yeah. And you keep hearing all these real estate podcasts or real estate coaches that say door knock, door knock, door knock. And it's like, no. No. I, I agree. I, I think yeah. the door knocking at the right time and place, they say that there's like a good time to do it during the day. They say be prepared, like have stuff, something to hand them and just say, I'm here to show you about what's sold recently in the neighborhood. Here's a CMA. Those kind of things I think would help. But if they don't answer the door... You also need to leave something on the porch, and yeah. then to have your information, and also like some kind of little goody thing that says, you know, I'm not a threatening person. I'm actually just a local realtor. So I was doing it um, when I was at Compass working for Jonathan Rosen, and I came up with this idea. This was after all the hor- uh, hurricanes and that swept through and tore a lot of the homes down. Uh, oh, Preston the Miller Miller hurricane! Oh my god! <laughs> I was thinking, looked at me like, and I was like, I got that wrong. I was thinking New Orleans when all that yeah. happened. Some yeah, yeah, tornadoes and seven sorry. We had a hurricane coming from Galveston. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you need, um, we have these that could be up for lease, and like he helped me with it, and it was great. But I, the first home I went to, I rang the doorbell, no answer. So I put this cute little thing like from Canva that I made into their little mailbox and my nail got stuck oh, man. and it ripped off in between and i was like bleeding as i was walking oh wow they like, got an extra so gift that day I, I, like, <laughs> hard drove on. yeah it was horrible they text you with a picture of half your nail and say did you know it was my nail was still in there it was it was turquoise as well so there's the turquoise nail with my card in there with my i'm just like a little <laughs> dna yeah, really DNA. gave them a piece oh, of you my God, yeah. got, like, could you imagine like, you know, um, they're like, man, this chick's serious. Yeah. <laughs> Blood offering. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sure you get a lot of messages from other agents. Yeah. Just being on Buying Beverly Hills. What is some advice you would give agents that are new in this market that are trying to figure out from you know, that you've learned in your 10 years in real estate? I would give the advice that I took myself, and it is to be an assistant for an agent. Because you can be a licensed assistant and still do your own deals, but be underneath someone. Because when you go into it, 
without any sort of mentor, a lot of things can go wrong. And this job, you know, it's a huge liability if something does go wrong. Yep. Um, so that's the advice I give to people who come come to me and ask because that's how I learn the business. What we was... did a we get a lot of those type of agents also reaching out to us to try yeah. to join the agency, and unfortunately, hey, it's not. Tell them to come work for me. I'll tell. I'll just say, you know what? We <laughs> have an agent listen. that really just wants you to run her life for her. Would you mind doing yes, that? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. When was the that moment when you feel like you made it in real estate? So. Another great question. So when I was with Alejandro and then I went on my own because I'd been with him for three years and he was opening the offices in Punta Mita and I was like, okay, this is my time now to be on my own. I uh, represented Chandler Parsons, a former NBA player uh, on a $12.5 million house in Bel Air. And that's when I was like, all my hard work and all my dedication, I finally made it. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and when was oh, that? So they trusted me. Um, that was in 2018. So what you like hustled and grinded for t- five years yeah. before you were like, all right, I got this. Exactly. Wow. That's it's awesome. also being under someone too. I was like, I'm ready to go on my own. And, and Alejandro was like, you're ready. You know, it wasn't like I was leaving a assistant job too early, anything. And I was still my own agent, but working underneath someone. But it was like, ready to go on my own. And he was like give you all you know my blessing and I was like okay bye and then I sold that and that was really cool I love that yeah all right so tell me about buying Beverly Hills can you say when season two is coming out I'll tell you when we think it's coming out that's a thing I haven't been told so I think it's going to come out like February or March okay um we obviously thought it would come out sooner but you know these things take time and and I also think with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it's weekly. Yeah. So I'm. This is just my thought process. I'm thinking that probably has to be done before we could come out. That makes sense. Yeah. It's gonna. That's gonna line up like perfectly. Like you, and you could watch yeah. it one day. And yeah. You could find out things maybe that could be on that show too because they're both back and forth. So um, yeah, I think it's gonna be February, March. Are we gonna get some of the Real Houses of Beverly Hills drama feeding over to buying Beverly Hills? Do you think? Um, I don't know. Were y'all filming at the same time? Uh, a little overlap, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. You'll ha- what do what do they say? I hate those when people say you'll have to, to watch. In. Yeah, <laughs> but you do. You do have to tune in. Yeah, I think <laughs> just a sign step on that. Yes, uh, yes. Yo, that's the you know like, that's the snippet thing. So you'll have to like, tune in to find out. Tune in. Like, <laughs> like just calm down. Yeah. And back to what Trey there saw. Actually, many... was actually a, a good topic that I've actually thought quite a bit about, which was. Netflix and Amazon. Well, I don't think Amazon does it. I think it's mostly Netflix that just like, here's an entire season, go watch it. Yeah, they just drop it. It's mm-hmm. tough to like think, is that really the best way to do it? Or is it better for like, you know, my, Megan, you watch it like well, every Bravo's time. It's established. Yeah. yeah. Every time Real news. Housewives franchises are established. They have loyal fans that know to tune in weekly. Right. I think if there's a new show or semi new show, you might lose interest if you have to tune in weekly, like with a Buying Beverly Hills or whatever. And the fact you can watch it all in one day or spread it out and it's kind of up to you. Um, but I think Bravo's established in the way that they know how they're, that it works for them. So here's yeah. a question for like the Netflixes of the world right now. And I think that the Amazon is kind of a, like a hybrid in between. They don't do it exactly like that. And they also don't do the weekly stuff, but you can buy all those shows on Amazon and then watch them, you know, when they come out as if you don't subscribe to Bravo and all that stuff. 
But if somebody does, the, pro- yeah. the, pro- the only problem I sure. think about with like the way that they do release an entire season is like he said, it's it's in and it's out. So like you don't think about it much after you've knocked out the season. Yes. And for y'all to do so much in such a short period of time and then come out with, what is it this year? 10, 10 episodes? Ten, yes. 10 episodes. And then if somebody can watch it literally in two days, it's, I almost feel like it's better to ha- like have one episode released once every week and then it stays on people's minds because then of course, I mean, nobody's like canceling their Netflix subscription. I'm like 25 bucks is not going to be worth keeping it for next month. But it for like the actual validity of the show and then like how quickly people are going to be like now what are we a year is it a year and a half since the last season no no it came out november 4th last year okay so it's one year now so in one year which everybody could have watched it now you have a year later well now it's going to be 16 months later you can watch it again so like yeah. that may be the the only negative too it's like see it's, i it's disagree yeah long. i disagree because i think people's tension spans are like this long yeah. and so if i can sit down and i can binge it i'm gonna do it yeah yes. we are in yeah, the world I... of binging and yes two it's also that um their last season hit top 10 on um netflix multiple times i saw it hit up during the summer i mean originally when it came out and then it was just a top 10 for like at least three or four weeks. Yeah, so I think it's great, and that's the world we live in right now. Um, and people just want it all fast and now. So yeah. <laughs> it doesn't keep you from watching every week on Bravo. Oh. <laughs> well, and Netflix has such it. a wide net that it casts. Is there yeah. anywhere that you're like, oh, wait, I'm shocked that people like watch our show? They're like Australia, the UK, like yeah. It's wild. Isn't that isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. Oh, I never even thought about that. Yeah. The other countries, yeah, for yeah. sure. I remember with Housewives, it was always airing somewhere, like throughout the year. So like there'd be an influx of like people from Australia would be talking about it. It's like, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, like, oh, okay. They were clever because um, the cover image for the uh, season would change. So it's still fresh. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, did I watch that? Maybe I need to watch it again. Um, yeah. And Farrah was on it. Uh huh. But her best friend, by the way. Um, yeah, she so sleeps we... on our bed when she's in California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, so they, I think they've mastered it. Yeah. I, I, you, I've watched it twice. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, Farah, I think you told me what happened since last season. What? Well, it's out in the news. Oh, yes. is it okay? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> the engagement's off. Yes. Oh. All right. Yes. Before we wrap this, Damon, what are your what are your hard hitting questions oh, that we might cut? I, I start s- instant sweating. I joke about the hard hitting questions. I don't really have anything to yeah, do with Melissa. Plus, Melissa's already dodged a few today, so I'm high enough for me. Just gonna no comment on that one. Now, um, honestly, I think Melissa's um, whole uh, demeanor and everything for the agency is perfect for like what the brand is, and I love that about her. So, like, you know, when she originally like when we were starting this thing up melissa was behind the scenes with us like helping us almost like every week something we'd be texting with melissa about something and you know trying to make sure that everything was like going in this right direction that we were because you know melissa was here way before us yeah exactly on dallas and yeah and 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 she you know she said multiple times like she was thinking about starting it up herself and then she's like i'm glad i didn't didn't (laughs) yeah it's it trust me it's a labor of love there's no question about that but i think that we're you know in a good stride right now And, uh, you know, Melissa's like one of the, you know, good reasons to, you know, have on the podcast today because she's such a good example of the brand. And, you yeah. know, the, the show itself, like buying Beverly Hills to me, which, again, you know, I talked to Mauricio about this. And I, I think the show is really well done as far as just who videos it, 
Because, you know, like working in the business that we're in, yeah. the video quality is like you're always looking at that like, okay, that looks pretty good. And sometimes you're like, mm, that doesn't look very good. <laughs> and that they did a great job with it for the producers in the first season. Is that the same producers for the second season, or we have, we have a couple of the same, but it's it's a whole new vibe. Okay, and so you're gonna be able to see it. You're just gonna see how the show is run, and they put in so much hard work, and we just flow really well together. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I mean, five was it five years ago? I moved back from LA, and I was going to start the agency Dallas, and I was with a former agency agent that moved here to Dallas as well, and. I was like, we can do this. I'm 28. I can do this. And then, <laughs> I mean, when you see all the hard work that goes into opening an office, it also wasn't the right time because Compass had just landed and they took a lot of the top agents. Um, but everything happens for a reason. And I'm really grateful, thankful, all the things that it didn't happen then because y'all were the perfect person to open up the office. You've created such a home here within the That's what we've tried to do. You know, like... Even sitting in the sales meeting, I was like this, I said to Gigi, I was like, this feels like it does in the Beverly Hills office where everyone just gets along, but they're themselves and they're open and talking and laughing. And we know this because we were with other brokerages. You don't get that. No, it's true. And they don't work together and they don't want to work together or share their secrets or their off markets or like Eddie was sitting here being like, come to me and we'll find it together. It's right. like, wow. Yeah. And it shows that y'all have really... Um, taken all the um, the great things about the agency and just spread it so well. Start to the top. Yep. One, one of our yeah. one of our things that we talk about when we're um, you know in a recruiting meeting with anybody is like we want them to know like if they join us and this is like one of those agreements like you're a good fit and we're a good fit. Yeah. Then we're telling them this is a together. Well, I know that you've turned we, some people away that have yeah, come to want to work. Well, yeah, and that's that's the unfortunate part is because and I, I can I the amount of recruiting meetings that I've sat in now has been a lot. So I'm like, you learn about a lot of things. You know, you don't really. I was running a team, but I didn't do like a lot of recruiting in that team for for years. I mean, I would have a few people reach out to us, and usually it's like somebody, me and Megan, know, and then we're like, okay, we'll join the team. But now that you're meeting people that you're meeting for the first time, okay. one of the things that's kind of hard is you know that you're looking across from somebody who's going to be good, but they're just not there yet. Yes. And you're like, okay, well, we can't just like take on anybody who's like just ready to roll just because they love the agency. Yes. And the agency is one of those brands where people are absolutely involved in it online first before they even have anything to do with coming and seeing us in person. It's not like they're just like, let's see what brokerages are in Dallas. Okay, well, I'm going to go interview five of them. They're probably seeing us on Instagram or any of the other places that we're, we're at uh, across the country. And they're thinking, okay, that's that's something where I think I could enjoy working for. Yeah, history of the agency. I mean, we're killing it. Yeah. <clears throat> and the agency's really above being a real estate company. It's a marketing company. And that's what's perfected. That's right. Do you feel like... Being, I mean, in buying Beverly Hills is an extension of being a part of that marketing. Has being on the show enhanced your business? It has. However, I was expecting it to yeah. be enhanced a lot more. But going back to what I said earlier, I think the first season, um, maybe people don't. People were like, I don't want to work with the one that's like. Well, they're the... like, well, let's see where this goes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um... I don't want to work with the enemy on the show. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, so what is something that you feel like was not... You're putting a much better light this time. Don't yeah. worry. 
What was something that was not accurately portrayed about you, or it's not necessarily accurately portrayed? What is something you wish people knew about you that they didn't learn on the show? Um, well, hopefully they get to the point where they kind of learn that I always am wanting to teach because I've been taught and I still have plenty to be taught to. I mean, shit, life is crazy. Um, but then I'm just, I'm super real and I try and make a connection with anyone I meet. Um, I'm a really good people reader too. Like if it's rare, but I do meet people with some bad intentions and oh, yeah. can tell automatically. hundred um, percent. But yeah, I, I feel like I also am a straight shooter too. Like if you need help with something or you're doing something wrong or I'll be the first to tell you like, hey, I'm just here to tell you you shouldn't say that or you shouldn't do that or you should watch what you put on Instagram or stuff like that because I, I do want everyone to win. And I feel like I put a lot of people in front of my needs first because that's just kind of the person I am. Um, but yeah, I would just, I would want people to know that I really am like, you know, the show can show certain things However, like at the end of the day, I, I try and be the most loyal friend I can. No. Like I said, you're the villain of the show, but you're the hero in my eyes. So <laughs> I can't wait to see season two. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a good way to the uh, wrap the podcast. But I will say uh, one thing. Melissa is going to tell us what her address is so everybody can go. That's listening to this. Knock on her door. To her podcast. I mean, to, to, yeah. to, to watch an episode at her place. I'm yeah, just kidding. Exactly. But we, we are going to have a nice watching party. We'll probably do something fun with that. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. But um, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Uh, loved having you. Yes. Loved having you at the brokerage. My security guard. Trey, yes. good as always. Yep. yep. Josh, make us look good. Trey, you're in trouble for not going to form, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> Next year. Next year. Yeah. Okay, Melissa. And what is your Instagram for everybody to come follow you? Melissa Platt underscore because Melissa Platt was already taken. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't. She didn't. Also, yeah. get the at Melissa, the OG Twitter. Just channel. yeah, just yeah. Melissa. No, Megan, what's your social? I deleted it. Uh, the agency Dallas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the agency dot Dallas at it, Instagram, yeah. and then the uh, Trey has two podcasts, which I just oh. told him to. Uh, start promoting ours more than his. So, oh my God. <laughs> or else you're done. Yeah, done. You can follow no, me on Instagram at Trey underscore Stewart. I'm going to stop paying you all this money to come <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Damon, what's your Instagram handle? Uh, Realtor Damon. There yeah. you go. Very simple. Bye. Uh, thank you for listening. Bye.